Hello and welcome Behind the Marquee, the podcast where we talk about everything that's going on inside and outside the world of art house and independent cin- cinema, specifically at the Michigan State Theater. My name is Nick Aldrich, and I am the programming and media coordinator for the Michigan State Theater, and I am joined by just one guest on this episode. Please introduce yourself and tell us what you do. Hey, I'm Nadim Persico Shamas, and I'm one of the managers of the State Theater. Yes, you are. I'm a, I'm a regular guest, actually. I'd like <laughs> yes. to be introduced as a regular guest. Yes, uh, I think I'll, I'll make that. <laughs> change making the note do we have any other regulars regular guest you know um who is like mckenzie i don't know if we have any anyone that's regularly been on we used to have when the first when the podcast first started it was always cine uh it was always caitlin drew's wiki who was on she was on just about every episode when she was working uh still working at the michigan state uh shout out to caitlin if you're listening Shout out to caitlin (laughs) and brian hunter no but shout out to brian you are definitely the the recurring the recurring character okay, cool. on this podcast. Okay, regular guest. Anyway, let's move on from uh, from my regularness. <laughs> uh, how was uh, this? Is our first episode back from Cinetopia. How Cinetopia. did you, how, how did you feel about Cinetopia? How did I feel about Cinetopia? Uh, Cinetopia this year went really well for us. Yeah, uh, it was our second Cinetopia after reopening the State Theater after yeah. the renovations that were completed in December 2017. Mm-hmm. Uh, the first year we were back from. We, we, we did a Cinetopia in 2018, which yeah. was six months after we reopened. And we were still kind of figuring things out in the theater itself. Yeah. Like our our ticket, uh, well, I, we call it a box office, but it's really more like a table near Theater One. Yeah. Our box office wasn't even constructed yet. It was just a, <laughs> it was just a table with a tablecloth over it, like a, right. one of our little plastic tables. So we were still figuring a lot of things out then. Uh, I mean, it's not like Cine- Cinetopia 2018 was bad by any means. It was just like we were new and kind of running around figuring things out as yeah. they went. But this year, things were super smooth, super duper smooth. Uh, everyone had a really good time. Uh-huh. People were just coming in and out of the theaters with smiles on their faces. Yeah. It, I I don't know if I've ever seen it run better. No, it was uh, at least uh, numbers numbers wise, it was definitely our most successful Cinetopia that we've ever had, and we had a lot of great comments on the programming. We had a lot of great uh, comments on the the uh, the State Theater and how we facilitated uh, the the festival. And it was our this year at the State was also a little bit different than it was last year. Last year we we pretty much had every theater dedicated to Cinetopia. This year That's it right. was kind of split in half where we had theaters one and two with Cinetopia programming and we kept three and four. We were playing Tolkien and Avengers. Mm-hmm. Did you see uh, any mix of audiences that were coming into the theater? Like, did you see people walking into a- Avengers and, and yeah. being surprised at oh, there's yeah. a film festival going on? Because the, uh, well, I mean, maybe not Tolkien. Uh, but right. Avengers definitely attracts a very different crowd than the yeah. kind we usually get for Cinetopia. <laughs> so we would definitely get people who came in for Avengers and then see all the banners around for Cinetopia, and they would ask us, what's Cinetopia? Mm-hmm. And fortunately for us, and thanks to our marketing department, we could simply point them at the yeah. wonderful <laughs> brochures on our flyer table explaining exactly what Cinetopia was. Uh, and so we definitely got a lot of interest in Cinetopia from people coming in just to see our regular movies. And that was exactly why I wanted us to get Avengers so bad because I knew that mm. people would be showing up for it uh, and it would, they would be 
curious. They would. They. I think. The, yeah. The, the. As you said, the Avengers audience is not our typical audience that we have at the Michigan State. Mm-hmm. And I knew that they'd be coming in and being like, "Well, what's this festival? Let me actually. Uh, this. Some of these movies actually look pretty interesting." So that is. That's really great to hear. Did you get any downtime to see any any of the movies that we were playing? Well. As you know, I was also on the screening committee this yeah. year, so I didn't I didn't really make time to see uh, many movies because mm-hmm. I'd already seen quite a number of them. Uh, but one that I did make time to see was Welcome to Kami High. Yes, yes, uh, I've a been special mean- screening because you went to Community High. Right? I went to Community. I've been High. meaning to ask you what you thought of that. Yeah, it was it was so. Uh, I mean, a lot of people I talked to. Uh, I find had a bad high school experience <laughs> or maybe not bad, but like kind of a eh, high yeah. school experience. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I just can't, I can't identify with that because I had a really good high school experience. <laughs> all of my teachers were great. Uh, all of the people there were great. It was a small school. So I felt like I got a lot of attention. Yeah. Um, and so I graduated in 2010, but sitting in the main theater watching Welcome to Kami High, <laughs> it really felt like I was back mm-hmm. at Community 10 years ago. Uh, one of the most prominent figures on screen is Judith DeWoskin, mm-hmm. who is, uh, I'll say it, probably my favorite teacher at Community <laughs> High. Um, she was actually my sister's forum leader. If, if you went to Community, you know what that means. But it was just such a, a heart warming right film for me I've, I've never been in a movie crowd that was like that one it mm. was every face that appeared on screen would incite this giant applause yeah yeah <laughs> a lot of a lot of well-known figures <laughs> in the local community appeared on that uh appeared in that movie right uh, and yeah it was it was palpable to feel people um, excited as yeah. seeing their friends and family on screen. Now, I, I wouldn't say that I had a bad high school experience, but uh, mine was not like that. Yeah. So when I was wa- when I was watching the film, and I know that this was, uh, prov- uh, it was completely due to jealousy that I was <laughs> watching the film. And I was just like shaking my head like, these guys. Yeah, they, they <laughs> look di- like they're how, having so yeah, much how, fun. Right? How dare they have this much fun in high school? I mean, it's not, I, I don't know. That, so that movie was filmed, I think, with the class of 2017. That sounds graduating. Right, yeah. Uh, and I graduated 20, 2010. So I'm sure it must be different now. Mm-hmm. But, and and of course, on screen, you know, it looks like they're screwing around every day. Just yeah. Like, but and that's not what it's like at all. <laughs> did you? We did, we did school. <laughs> we did classwork. We did homework. We did all that stuff. But there were so many of those kinds of moments peppered in throughout yeah. every week. You know, <laughs> so uh, seeing it on screen really validated the memories and made me remember just how much fun <laughs> that school was. Did you have a class? Uh, I, 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 yeah, that that documentary goes all the way back to when the first school, when this, the school first yeah. started, like in the late sixties. Is that uh, sound right? The early seventies. Early seventies. And someone in the in the documentaries, he explains mm-hmm. this class that he took. He, uh, the class was called Swim, Swam, Swum. Yeah, and he broke. I heard about that. <laughs> he broke yeah. into into or not break into. He would they him and his and his <laughs> classmates would sneak into. Uh, hotel pools yeah. and swim in them in order to get their physical education yeah, what, credit. What did you great... have did you have any classes like that? No. So <laughs> by the time I got to community and probably I you know from hearsay people talking I think that kind of stuff died in the 90s. Okay. Like the bits and pieces of it survived just <laughs> about till I got there, but that kind of stuff was, you know, 
well done with <laughs> a long time ago. People really grew, grew yeah. up by then. But I would hear stories like I heard of Swim Sam, Swam Swam <laughs> in like my freshman year of uh-huh. high school mm-hmm. as like that's what community used to be like. <laughs> But yeah, these days it's it's a proper public school <laughs> with just a little bit, a little bit more. Okay. Well, the the, the screening was very successful. Uh, the screening was a benefit to essentially finish the film. The, it was it was a completed documentary, but mm-hmm. I think they have some color correction. Yeah, some, maybe some audio uh, things That's that right. they want to tweak and fix. But uh, they hit their goal. They and uh, I'm sure. We don't have an opening date for it, but uh, if you missed Welcome to Kami High, it will certainly be back at the Michigan Theater at some point uh, in its completed form in all its glory. So come on out and see it. Uh, when Whenever that happens, uh, stay tuned, I suppose, on updates of Welcome to Kami High. Uh, so let's talk about summer. We're recording this. It is May 31st. June is tomorrow. It is beautiful weather outside. It is time for summer movies um so i guess what let's talk about what what do you look forward to you're you're it's you know mid-july mm-hmm. you're going to the movies what are you looking forward to what, what, what what's your ideal summer movie experience my ideal summer movie experience i think is one that wraps itself around the weather outside yeah and the atmosphere outside mm-hmm. of heat yeah and uh I guess a lack of responsibility, <laughs> uh, which is maybe why so many summer movies are about y- young people. Yeah. Uh, but I look for movies that let me let go. Yeah, I'm like, looking for something. It's 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 bright, mm-hmm. it's shiny, mm-hmm. it's allowing some sense of escapism. Escapism, yeah. Uh, I want to I want to laugh. But I don't want uh, that uh, the, uh, the, any humor or comedy to sacrifice emotion. Mm-hmm. Uh, and most importantly, I'm going to the movies in the summer without even necessarily uh, expecting to in- enjoy the movie as much as just the 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 act of going to the movie in the middle. Uh, let's say like a like a like one o'clock on a Saturday. I want to I, I want to go to the movies. I want to enjoy the experience. I'm not necessarily mm-hmm. going for the movie itself. Does that make sense? Yeah. I mean, I I think one of my favorite yeah. summer movie memories is uh, in Muskegon, we uh, where I'm from, uh, we had a drive-in theater, and that's that is such the perfect American cinematic experience mm-hmm. is going to the drive-in theater. And I remember there was this one, uh, this time where we went to go see, I think it was a double, they all, the drive-ins are always double features. Um, we saw Harry Potter and the Order of the Phoenix, mm-hmm. uh, followed by Ocean's 13. Oh, cool. <laughs> oh, weird. And, what? you know, yeah, we, we, we show oh, up uh, and my, I, I borrowed my dad's SUV. I think we probably had some, we snuck in some people in the back of the SUV covered oh. in blankets so they didn't have to buy a ticket. Nice. <laughs> you know, show up maybe an hour before dusk. Uh, so the movie, the movies don't start until obviously till the, until nightfall. Cause sure. then you, you can't see the screen until then, you know, we played Frisbee. I got my, my feet destroyed by mosquitoes. I, <laughs> I remember the next day I took photos of it. It looked oh like, I, it looked like I had broken out in hives. My feet were just absolutely annihilated wow. by mosquitoes. I mean, I, and then that, and that's what I remember. I mean, these all sound, it, I, 
the movies were fine. Harry Potter, Ocean's Thirteen, they were both fine. But that I that it, the quality of, of those movies is not what I remember most about that experience. Mm-hmm. Sure, right. I think uh, drive-in theaters, especially amp up that kind of experience because yeah. it immerses you in summer. Right. It immerses you in the experience. Uh, that said, there's something to be said of walking off, walking out of a, uh, you know, 90 degree heat. Yeah. <laughs> blazing sidewalks uh, and entering a lovely air conditioned movie theater <laughs> and you take your seat and then the lights dim. Yeah. So you're cold or not cold, but like you're chilled. Yeah. And you can't see anything but the screen. The extra and layers of escapism. Yeah, here that going that on. that contrast between the outside world and the world of the movie theater. Yeah. I think is something uh, that can't really be put into words, but is super comforting for me. Yeah, yeah. Do you have any particular summer movie experiences that you remember? Summer movie experiences that I remember. Yeah. Well, <laughs> um, growing up in Ann Arbor, uh, we had quite a few cheap movie theaters around town. Uh, There was one in Briarwood Mall, which I think closed in the early 2000s. Yeah, I've always heard of of that one. That was before my time in Ann Arbor. I think there was like four screens there. Um, And there's also one in Maple Village on North Maple Road near the intersection of Miller Uh and Maple, uh, which is really close to where I lived. So I would go there a lot too, and that Mm -hmm. was a dollar movie theater. and I remember seeing so many movies there. Like I saw <laughs> the two that come to mind for some reason are The Prince of Egypt. That's a cartoon movie, the cartoon right? Movie, yeah. And The Lord of the Rings, Two Towers. <laughs> uh, and, you know, things are always a lot bigger in your childhood memory. But I remember that theater being enormous. Yeah. It can't have been that big. Mm-hmm. But I remember watching The Two Towers on that screen and being so taken by it uh, for about 20 minutes. And then me and my sister grew so bored that we walked <laughs> out of it. <laughs> uh, but even even though I walked out of the two tars, which I, yeah. I've since watched and I enjoy now, but yeah. it, something about that experience was, and, and just the experience of seeing movies in that theater in general was like magical. Yeah. I also tend to... Rewatch. I go to the theater to, uh, like I said, uh, yeah, I will go to the theater to rewatch movies a lot in this. Totally, totally. Whether you see a movie and you just say like, I have, we have to see this one together. Like, Mm -hmm. I have to bring my friends to see this movie. Mm -hmm. Or I'm uh, speaking. You you mentioned the the dollar theaters, and there's a dollar theater in Muskegon. And so much of uh, when Star Wars movies were coming out in May, I used Mm -hmm. to. I remember going to see. Revenge of the Sith, maybe five times over a single summer. <laughs> wow, I think that's a a good uh, a good reason why our summer classic movies are so important. Yeah, because I think a lot of the time, or at least speaking from my experience, I saw so many of the movies that we tend to show in summer classics. Yeah. on TV mm-hmm. or on DVD or something, or like in class mm-hmm. in my childhood. And so it's been really nice to have the opportunity to go see those movies on a big screen right. that aren't normally playing on a big screen because there's something, of course, about the big screen experience that you just can't mm-hmm. get in like a classroom being played off of like a $100 projector <laughs> hooked up to someone teacher's laptop. 
Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's the, you're exactly correct. And it, it's just, speaking of summer classics, I know that it's, it's uh, I guess when this episode drops, uh, it's going to be uh, next Monday and w- the summer class- classics will have already been started. But you can see Breakfast at Tiffany's again next Wednesday. Uh, Breakfast at Tiffany's is such a great start to the summer classics because there's something about, as I was talking about, I like bright, shiny mm-hmm. mo- movies in my, uh, like shininess in my, in my summer movies and Breakfast at Tiffany's is that I, uh, I put this in here. Well, one, because it's, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a classic of the summer classics. I'll say we've always done well when we played bre- bre- Breakfast at Tiffany's and our, our audiences love it, but that. Technicolor New York aesthetic. Mm-hmm. There's nothing like that. It just makes you feel warm. It makes you feel bright. I mean, yeah. you, you you feel like you're walking out of the theater into a brighter world after seeing this this movie. It's so beautiful. Mm-hmm. Uh, same, you know. Yeah, and they're all all of them are so extreme, extremely rewatchable. Like Jaws is on TV all the time, mm-hmm. but that's not going to stop people from coming to see Jaws when we play in a few weeks. Sure. Yeah, I mean, seeing the shark on your TV screen is yeah. very different than seeing it on an eighty-foot tall screen. Right. In yeah. the dark. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, it's time for for sing-alongs. You know, we have uh, we're going to be playing a Hard Day's Night, mm-hmm. which is a, a really fun movie. But nevertheless, yeah, I'm really excited about the, the summer classic series. Uh, what else are you looking forward to in the summer? Like, what, what, what else am I looking forward yeah, to? Well, summer? Yeah, yeah. Uh, this summer in particular, what movies? Uh, what's one movie that you're really looking forward to this summer? Uh, one movie I'm really looking forward to this summer uh, is probably The Dead Don't Die. Yes, the new Jim Jarmusch movie. Yes, uh, which I believe we're playing yep. at the end of the month. Yep. Uh, uh, I believe it opens June 14th. June 14th. At the state? At the state, yes. At the state. Um, if you haven't seen the trailers for it already, it's got a crazy good cast. <laughs> it seems to just be an excuse to get all these really cool actors right. together into a zombie movie, yeah. which I'm 100% on board with. It's got Bill Murray. It's got Adam Driver. Yes. It's got Tilda Swinton. Yep. Uh, honestly, those three could carry the entire movie, I think. <laughs> yeah, it's Selena Gomez, Iggy Pop, Tom Waits, God, yeah. Steve Buscemi, Danny Glover, Carol Kane, Rosie Perez, et cetera, et cetera, et it's cetera. Like, it's like a zombie movie made specifically for people who like movies. Yeah. who For people who are really into movies. Uh-huh. Uh, and I don't know. I, I also really enjoyed... Uh, his vampire movie from a couple of years ago. Uh, Only Lovers Left Alive. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. With Tom Hiddleston and Tilda, Twi- Tilda Swinton. Mm-hmm. Uh, I really love that movie. And so I'm excited to see where he goes next for his next horror movie. Right. He is, he's done a lot of different movies. Jim Jarmusch, the director, he, you know, he, he, whether he's making a Western or a zombie movie or a movie about vampires or you know a documentary, or he his last movie with Adam Driver, Patterson, just beautiful poetic mm-hmm. drama. But he still maintains this punk rock aesthetic. He's fine. Just watching the trailer, it looks a little sloppy, and he's okay with it. And I think yeah. that's what makes yeah. his movies so great. Uh, the the special effects look like he spent ten dollars on yeah, them. Yeah, I'm not going but... to see this <laughs> expecting like Steven Spielberg right. level camera work or whatever. Yeah. I just want to have some fun. Yeah, and I think this will—that one will definitely deliver on that. Totally. Certainly. 
Uh, mine, I'm really looking forward to, which I believe is also, we don't have an opening date for it, but it's set for June, a film called The Last Black Man in San Francisco. Yeah, you saw that at Sundance? I saw that at Sundance, yeah. yeah. So I'm really looking forward to audiences seeing this one. It really exemplifies what I mentioned earlier, that I, what I look for in in a summer movie mm-hmm. where it's it's funny but it's also but that but that doesn't sacrifice drama or emotion it definitely mm-hmm. evens evens it out it has these profound statements on on art and on history and about friendship but it doesn't leave you it leaves you thinking about it just enough you're not going to it's not going to going to weigh on you as you're leaving mm-hmm. um but it's going to incite conversation with mm-hmm. it uh, uh, between people. And yeah, again, it's another really enjoyable film. Uh, check out the trailer for it. Um, yeah, I've seen a lot of buzz about it on Twitter mm-hmm. uh, in the past couple days. Yeah, and it's from a new... I, I, uh, I should have written it down. The director of the film, uh, yeah, he's, he's a, a fairly fairly new director. There's uh, Danny Glover is the only one in the cast who you're really going to recognize, I think. Yeah, it's um, but, but it's a very strong cast. The the it's the it's like the story of the protagonist, right? Who plays yeah. himself, I believe. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That that sounds so interesting. Uh, is w- what do you predict to be? Let's talk about what what we predict to be. What are the huge movies going to be this summer? What is? I mean, let, let's talk. Let's even get into. Uh, the blockbusters. What do you expect to be those enormous successes this summer? Well, I believe we've already seen the biggest success of the summer, Avengers Avengers Endgame, Endgame yeah. Uh, which crossed $2 billion. Right. Uh, casually, yet, I think it made a billion dollars in its opening weekend, right. which is, uh, I, I, I don't even know what to say to that. And yet I saw something that it's still not enough for them. I, I saw, I saw, I, I didn't enough read that. for who? Uh, for the studio. I, I, Why? I, because it had this, this giant, this giant opening weekend. And I think the t- first two or three weeks did insanely well. And then it had this, this dip. And I guess Marvel wasn't uh, anticipating that dip. Yeah, because everybody, saw, everybody <laughs> on the planet saw it in the first three days. So what? Like, yeah, I don't. What I don't. Are they gonna I, do I, clone I, more people. Yeah, I don't know what's good enough for them. But That's, yeah, <laughs> they really need to like take a vacation and do some yeah. introspection. Maybe like read a good book or something. <laughs> but yeah, we got Lion King coming out this right. summer. Yeah, and yeah, uh, well, there's another Spider Man. Aladdin just came out. Yes. Uh, I haven't seen that. I haven't seen it either. I don't to, know. To some mediocre success, I believe. Oh, yeah. But... Yeah, I, I mean, Avengers, I don't think anything will top Avengers. I'm sure Spider-Man Far From Home will do very yeah. well, and I'm looking forward to that one because I enjoyed uh, Spider-Man Homecoming so much. Mm-hmm. That's another really good summer movie, by yeah. the way. Um, and Yeah, I saw that movie on my birthday a few oh, years nice. ago. That was a, or that was a terrific. Uh, they, again, I, I walked into this movie. I had no expectations for this movie. Mm. It was another. It was a Marvel movie. I like Marvel movies. Sure. Don't, don't don't get me wrong. But I had no expert expectations for this one. It was my first time traveling to the uh, Imagine Theater in Celine. Ooh, yeah. And now it, it that was, was great. Yeah, it was so much fun. It was so much fun seeing that movie. Yeah, that's, I think, such an exemplary summer movie because the weather's great throughout the movie. <laughs> uh, it's about teens, uh, and it's about uh, having fun Yeah, also not dying, <laughs> which is really what, what any summer movie is about. Yeah, it's a successful summer if you don't die. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> I agree. Um, Lion King I'm interested in. 
it's John Favreau, right? John Favreau, yeah, with a, another in- incredible cast. Yeah, Donald Glover, Beyonce, uh, John Oliver, I think is yeah. Zazu, Seth Rogen, Seth Rogen, and Billy Eichner. What? Seth Rogen's Man. Pumbaa, in the, of course. Yeah, no, that's gonna be. Disney's really leaning into its star power these days. Mm-hmm. Uh, yesterday is the movie that I'm most. Oh yes, I, I think that yesterday, uh, which we are, uh, we very we don't have an opening date for it yet, but it did. We had a Secretopia screening of That's it at right. Cinetopia, and it sold out. That yeah, it did. oh man, yeah. Now I remember. Yeah, it sold out. <laughs> <laughs> Even I, I, I had people coming up to see, coming up to me, uh, kind of. Uh, disgruntled that they weren't able to get into that movie and i just told them i I didn't even get into that movie (laughs) i was in i I introduced it the entire day i had been looking forward to seeing this movie because as the 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 giant beatles fan that i am and i the entire day i'd been thinking i'm just gonna grab a seat in the back a a director's chair or something like that Uh i'm just gonna sit in the back and watch (laughs) this movie but i'm introducing it and i look up and all the director's chairs in the house are in the back we brought in every extra seat we could just into that theater to fit everyone and i i heard i heard great things about about it and this movie is this is the perfect time for this movie you know Mm. it's gonna it's really looks like the last chapter of a trilogy of music movies that we've seen come out in the past year, starting with the Bohemian Rhapsody, mm-hmm. then to, uh, Rocket Man, mm-hmm. and then uh, Yesterday is this this conclusion of the, not, maybe it, so? it, it might not be the conclusion, but it's the perfect bookend of these mm-hmm. three very different movies that are mm-hmm. coming out that are celebrations of that of that era of classic rock. Yeah, it's right. So you you just saw Rocket. I just Man saw Rocket yesterday. Man. That's another big summer movie. Right? Yes. Yes. Same. Uh, director, I believe, the same is Bohemian rep- yeah, Rhapsody. Yeah, he was the replacement director of right. Bohemian Rhapsody after, what's his, Brian Singer. Yeah. He, got, uh, he got removed from the project. But yeah, yesterday, um, I think it's good. Yeah, people, this, people's, this seems to be what people want right now, is mm. they want to hear these classic songs that they grew up with mm-hmm. and uh, you know different variations of them. So I think yesterday is going to be a huge movie. Yeah, if that sold out shows any indication, I'm right. sure. Um, but we're we're getting yesterday. Uh, we don't have we, we don't have an opening date for okay. it yet. But but we're we, in talks. We're yeah we're okay. we're we, we will we're most definitely getting it. Uh, cool. Just we'd be foolish not yeah. to. <laughs> yeah, totally. Um, yeah, there's I mean we don't have to get into everything. Yeah, Dead Don't Die. There's Late Night that's opening up in a couple weeks. The Farewell, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, mm-hmm. Blinded by the Light, which is a movie that I, that we saw at Sundance. I think we've talked about. Talked yeah. about on the podcast as well. The souvenir as well. The souvenir. I didn't Which see. Yeah, I, I didn't. Sundance. Uh, that won, won one something. of the. Yeah, it won one of the awards at Sundance, and it was Mackenzie. Right. Our, our, our good friend Mackenzie was the favorite film. Her favorite film that she saw. Right. Right. Uh, so yeah, that opens June seventh. So we got a packed summer. Yeah, it's of a really movies. packed June for us. <laughs> so yeah, check out the website, uh, Michigan and State Theater, MitchTheater.org and StateTheaterA2.org to stay updated with everything that is coming out in the next couple of months. Before we wrap up this episode, we're going to get into our movie magic moments of the week. And this is when we talk about something that we've seen recently mm. that we can recommend to you. And as we say, reminded us why we love movies. Mm-hmm. What do you got? <laughs> Uh, well, I want to give two quick shout-outs to two really good movies I saw yeah. this summer before getting into my favorite. 
the first one was Booksmart, yeah. which we just opened at the State Theater, which continues the tradition of super bad in the raunchy teen comedy in a way that is so sweet and so appropriate for the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, I really loved it. Uh, I also want to shout out John Wick 3, Parabellum, <laughs> because nobody is doing action like Keanu Reeves mm-hmm. and director Chad Stahelski. They are... I can't. I can't even put into words what yeah. I saw on screen because the 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 choreography and the camera yeah. and the acting and the special effects work so well together on a level that you just don't see. Uh-huh. Not since like the Jackie Chan movies mm-hmm. of the early '90s and the late '80s. Right. It's really stunning, but. The movie magic moment I want to highlight is in a movie called Detective Pikachu, <laughs> which is I went in not expecting anything, and I was blown away. Uh, the visual effects in that film mm-hmm. are some of the best I've ever seen in any movie. Really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not exaggerating. So many times I see CG creatures which don't move naturally, Mm -hmm. which don't have the right kind of motion blur put on them so that they immediately stand out from their real-world counterparts. It's so easy to get that wrong, but Detective Pikachu got it exactly right. They look (laughs) real. It's that simple. They look real. Especially Pikachu, who, like, there's so many close-ups on Pikachu because, (laughs) you know... He's the main character of the yeah. movie played he's, by Ryan Reynolds. He's furry, right? He's furry. Yeah. He's actually furry. It looks so real. And that's not in like that's not in like a, a movie magic way where you can see, you know, maybe there's some clumps of fur together where yeah. they like uh tried to optimize the rendering. No, it looks real. It looks okay. so amazing. And there's one sequence in particular, the Torterra sequence. Uh, is that a Pokemon? It's a Pokemon, okay. <laughs> yeah, which I learned. But uh, yeah, go see Detective Pikachu and look out for the Torterras because I don't want to give away what happens, okay. but it's one of the most um, like amazing things I've ever seen in a movie theater. <laughs> I can't believe I'm saying this about a uh-huh. Pokemon movie, uh-huh. but it's really spectacular. Dur- yeah, during Cinetopia, when we were at the Imagine Theater in Royal Oak, I popped my head in a couple times just because they were playing Detective Peach, Pikachu oh, yeah. on four different screens, and I walked in just to relieve my mm-hmm. relieve some anxiety a, a bit. And you know, it looked very delightful. I'm I'm excited it's, to see it. It is absolutely delightful. <laughs> yeah, and Ryan Re- Ryan Reynolds nails it. He nails it. He na- <laughs> like, I did not expect this movie to be this good. Uh-huh. So if you have the the thing about Detective Pikachu is that it's a po- like a post Pokemon movie. It's like the first movie I've seen that treats Pokemon the same way that we do now. Just as like a thing that exists in the world. Obviously in the movie they're real things, but we you know, you know what a Pikachu is, you know what a Charizard is. You could tell me maybe what a Articuno is. Does that sound yeah, Yeah, like we we know all these names and we know generally what they look (laughs) like. And this movie treats them as just parts of the world. Okay. And I really appreciated that. Wow, that sounds that sounds really. I'm gonna have to check. I think I might check it out this weekend. There's a there's a few things I need to catch up on. Uh, Detective Pikachu. <laughs> um, my movie magic moment. I'm gonna bring up Booksmart now. Okay, yeah. I, I think we, yeah, yeah. we I think we were in the we were in the same theater when when I, I saw it last last Friday. Mm-hmm. And going off of what you said, 
it is it uses a very familiar narrative you know yeah mm-hmm. it's these two girls it's like the, the one night and we're going to live yeah. it up we're in high school we're gra- we're graduating tomorrow mm-hmm. but it does it uses that plot narrative in such a unique and refreshing way mm-hmm. i think that a lot of it comes from you know whether you're you're talking about dazed and confused or super bad or, or like these like last these these high school one night comedies there's a lot of awkwardness involved in those movies mm-hmm. there's a lot of fumbling of the main characters which kind of create these weird cringy situations mm-hmm. where you're looking at them making you're looking at them making bad decisions yeah. and you just you don't want to see that happen mm-hmm. this was it was less of a comedy of errors i mean they have some some they make some some fumbly mistakes mm-hmm. but it's less but it's more of the environment uh, exploding around them, and it, the comedy comes from mm-hmm. their reaction to that environment. Yeah, I would say they're trying to they're trying to do something cool. Yeah, they're trying to make I mean, th- themselves look cool to their <laughs> classmates just one time before they graduate. Right. And since they don't know how to do that, uh, they fumble into all these situations. But yeah. what I think is so great is how it highlights that no one really knows how to do that. Yeah. <laughs> no one in high school really knows how to be cool. They uh-huh. can like appear cool in moments, yeah. but everyone's just kind of trying to figure it out. Right. And so the, I, I think the nice thing about that movie is that it points out how n- they aren't really alone in mm-hmm. that situation. Yeah, Everyone's just the, yeah, to be cool. the, the movie was not judgmental in any sort yeah. to the way that sometimes these movies, like, even the, the antagonists, I'm, I'm going to use quotes here, the 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 sluts and the stoners <laughs> as, 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 what, <laughs> what, as what appear in, in, sure. in these movies often. These, I mean, it's, 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 the, it's the inciting incident where they find out that the, again, I'm using quotes, these sluts and stoners, mm-hmm. Uh, they find out that these people who they've been judging this whole time are actually very smart. You know, they like, mm-hmm. one, like one of the stoners got into Brown and one yeah. of the, and one of these girls who has been ridiculing that uh, she's going, uh, that has been ridiculing them their entire high school career mm-hmm. that she's going to Yale or whatever yeah. it is. And so it, it starts off on this very non judgmental point where like, these are the, these characters, none of them actually fall into the stereotypes that you think that they fall into. Mm-hmm. And also the movie gets so absurd and ridiculous. There's like this really great stop motion animated sequence yeah, in there. Very unexpected <laughs> in, a, in a teen comedy in 2019. <laughs> but yeah, they went to stop motion. And it just, as I said, the environment really explodes around them. You know, these are the they're the 20 something year old actors playing these high school uh, kids that just want to party, partying in ways that. Uh, I don't think that teenagers really are capable of, uh, at least. Sure. So I think I see the situation, and it's just everything is heightened to uh, to eleven. Yeah. And it's, it's I don't know. Yeah. It's it, it, I thought I haven't laughed so hard in a theater in a long time. Yeah. That's so. the best. That's the best kind of comedy. I think. <laughs> I was actually I was walking out of um, out of the Michigan uh, yesterday, and one of the front of house staff who I didn't know she was she was sitting right behind me and she she as I was walking past she yells out did you see book smart uh last friday and I was like yeah 
I was like, well, what'd you think? She's like, I really liked it, but I don't think I liked it as much as you. She's like, you were laughing the entire time. And I was like, yeah, I thought it was hysterical. Don't judge me. <laughs> yeah. Uh, another thing I liked about it is that it felt like it wasn't made for me. Yeah. Which is like a, a weird thing to say, but it was nice to f- see, uh, you know, I when I was watching the movie, I kept thinking about Superbad. Yeah. Because it's so clearly based on the Superbad formula. And that, you know, Superbad came out in 09, I think, or no, 07. Sounds right. Yeah. yeah. Which was like the middle of my high school experience. So it was like the perfect time for me to see that. And it's about two, you know, white dudes who are kind of dorky right. and they're trying to be cool, which is me. Uh, and so that felt like a very easy movie for me to slip into. Mm-hmm. But seeing Booksmart, which is about two young women, one of whom is queer, mm-hmm. it's clear that, you know, society or at least the art that Hollywood is trying to make to represent society has moved on quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Because while Booksmart and Superbad share a spine, a plot yeah. spine, they couldn't be more different. Right. And they also share Beanie, Beanie Feldstein as Jonah Hill's sister. Yeah, that's the link. <laughs> yeah, which is, I, you know, one of those like cosmic coincidences that <laughs> makes you believe in God or whatever. <laughs> I'm just kidding. So come out and see Booksmart now playing at the State Theater. Thanks for joining uh, joining me again. Oh, yeah, uh, of course. You're, as my regular regular sitter what had i <laughs> uh, regular contributor regular contributor <laughs> to the behind the marquee podcast so i'm sure we'll see you back again so thank you to the ann arbor district library for letting us sit in here every couple weeks matt's in the recording booth we thank him we're going to be back here in your feed as i said in a couple weeks so check us out again check out the michigan and state theater on facebook twitter and instagram email the podcast btmpod at gmail.com That's where I will hear your feedback. And thank you for joining us behind the marquee. Bye.